It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Magic are not last in defensive rating anymore. When I wrote my article about the Magic's defense, they were. They're not anymore. I mean, giving up only 92 points in a game will we'll do that. But the Magic, despite being at the bottom of the standings, I think are doing some good things defensively. We'll chat a little bit more about that, plus the new City Edition jerseys on a Friday edition of Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 5th, 2021. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the site expert and editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to chat about the Magic's defense, why despite some really bad numbers, and they're still really bad, I am seeing some good things from the Magic defense and some positive signs in the way that they're playing. We'll break those down and where the Magic have improved on the defensive end, which was supposed to be their backbone to begin with. We'll also chat about the Magic City Edition jerseys. I have not talked about those all week. I'll give you my thoughts on what I, on, on what I think about the City Edition jerseys. I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are. Um, plus, we'll talk about tonight's game against the San Antonio Spurs. Before we do any of that, though, we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic your first listen every day or just part of your regular podcast rotation. Whether you're listening to us at lunch, at the gym, on the way to tonight's very rainy Magic game, it is raining this morning here in Orlando, um, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. We're free and available on all platforms as well as streaming on YouTube. If you looked at the early statistics, and it's still really early. We're nine games into the season, eight games into the season. We're still at the very, very early stages of the year. Um, And so everything numbers-wise is still very, very unsettled. Um, It's still, we're not quite at small, we're still in small sample size territory, but we're, we're graduating past that here in the next few weeks. Um, and we're going to really have an understanding of who these teams are and and what their identities are and what their statistical profiles are here very, very soon. We'll see very little variability. But right now, there are still wild swings. One game can completely change things for a lot of teams. Um, the outliers really weigh down statistics. And the Magic certainly have a few really bad defensive outliers. And that explains why they are where they are. For most of this week until Wednesday's game, the Magic were 30th in the league in defensive rating. They have since, thanks to Wednesday's game, again, giving up 92 points. I think the Magic had a 94 defensive rating in that game, um, have risen out of the bottom of the league. They're now 29th in defensive rating, giving up 111.4 points per 100 possessions. Obviously, that's not a good number. And I think, you know, one of the things that we've seen with this team is they're still struggling to put together, you know, those. 48-minute efforts, those 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 uh, full full efforts where 
they're able to get from the beginning of a game to the very end of a game. Um, it's it's obviously one of the more difficult things that a young team has to has to understand and learn. Uh, and we talked about it earlier in the week. The Magic still have an issue with zero minutes or what I've called zero lineups, where they have lineups out on the floor that just aren't meaningful and completely tank game, for lack of a better term. The Magic, though, still have a lot of things to work on defensively. Um, they're coming off, really, their two best defensive performances of the season. Back-to-back uh, -back games holding opponents under 100 points. Um, the only two games, the Magic have had, had three games this year where they hold an opponent to less than 110 points per one of possessions. It's the two wins and Wednesday's loss to the Celtics. So the defense is starting to make some inroads. Let's break down just the last five games. Again, we're, we're still talking really small samples here. So five games is still a good chunk of the season. But in the last five games, the Magic are not the worst team in the league defensively. In the last five games, the Magic are 18th, giving up only 108.2 points per one-hour possessions. Again, small samples. 108.2 is not a great number, and the Magic's offense certainly still has to kind of kick it into high gear, although I, as, as I noted, there are some positive signs on that front too. Um, and the Magic are obviously still struggling to get wins. They're just one in four in their last five games. There certainly suggests that the Magic are taking some steps forward defensively or are showing some positive signs defensively. Obviously, 39-point quarter against the Timberwolves, great sign. The way they played defensively against the Celtics, really good sign. That 16-0 that run that the Celtics went on, yes, it sucked. It was terrible. The Magic still gave up 31 points in that third quarter. But if they were not playing as well defensively as they were, they could have been that, they could have been blown out um, in the way that they were blown out against the Knicks, uh, embarrassingly. Um, they Their defense deserves credit for at least giving them the chance to, to climb out of the hole and get themselves back in it. The Celtics found it very difficult to execute against them. Orlando has done a, a much better job, though, with the simple things. Um, their switching and their communication has gotten a lot better. Uh, obviously, getting back Jumo Kiki and allowing themselves another versatile wing defender has been a huge deal, and he played some fantastic defense against Carl Anthony Towns. Um, and you can see that this emphasis on the bell plays, on, on those hustle plays, has helped the team with its mindset and with its defensive mindset. This team wants to defend well. They want to defend hard. They want to get after guys. And they're still maybe getting down some of the finer points. I think they still crash the lane a little bit too much. They still double the lane, the double bigs in the paint a little bit too much. And they still give up their share of three-pointers. But really the big issue has been offensive rebounding and turnovers. The half-court defense has been pretty solid. Now, I don't have the numbers on that one, but they've been pretty good. And the Magic have had some great individual defensive performances. If there's one place where Jalen Suggs has looked really good and has looked ready, it's on the defensive end. Um, opponents are still shooting less than 40% against him on, on defense. Um, the Magic have had some surprisingly good defensive lineups. Their starting group still plays some of the best defense in the league, around 90, uh, giving up less than 95 points per 100 possessions. Um, and there are all these solid indicators that the Magic are finding their way defensively. Now, you know, again, turnovers have been a big issue. Offensive rebounding has been a big issue. Giving up second chance points has been a big issue. That kills defensive rating um, because you get, you know, the Magic have been good at getting an initial stop, but then giving up an offensive rebound, giving the team a second chance to execute, that's still the same possession. Um, and so it feels like when the Magic are able to get their defense set, when they're able to kind of lock in on that, and especially with their starting group, with their, with their starter level players, they're able to really compete at a high level defensively. So 
the, 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 the say to say all this, the Magic's defensive number defense is a lot better than the numbers. I'm a numbers guy. I think that I think numbers tell us a lot. I mean, they don't lie. As long as you understand what the numbers mean, they don't lie. But like again, you get the numbers again. Magic's defensive rebound rate, 70.8%. That's 21st in the league. That's not going to cut it for a team with this small of a margin of error. The Magic's turnover rate is sitting at 17.4%. That's 26th in the league. Those are numbers that kill your defense. And so the Magic have some other things to solve that will make their defense stronger, that will make their defense better. And so, and then the numbers will begin to ref- reflect what we are seeing. Um, I don't have a Cleaning the Glass subscription, so if someone wants to look it up, I know Cleaning the Glass tracks non-transition defense. Um, and so half-court defense, I would imagine the Magic are faring much better. You know, maybe top half the league in that. Um, I do feel like the Magic, you know, again, they have some youthful mistakes. They have some communication errors still. They're, they're still doing some things that 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 aren't particularly clean. And I think that this week, especially at home, is going to be a big one in kind of cleaning up a lot of those errors. But the Magic's defense is better than what it looks. They're not the second worst defense in the league. I, I, I firmly believe that. Um, and I think the numbers are beginning to reflect that. I think the Magic are beginning to catch up and put some of those outlier games they had early in the season to rest and beginning to really kind of find their defensive group. I think they're finding their group on both ends of the floor, and that's why I think we've seen them play a whole lot better and give themselves chances to win games after they were getting blown out early, early, early in the season. Defense is obviously going to be a big factor for the team throughout the course of the year. Um, it is what Jamal Mosley wanted to build this team on. It is something that he made a priority for the team, made a priority for the team in training camp. It is a foundational philosophical thing for this Orlando Magic team. I don't think that, I don't think that, that Orlando is going away from that anytime soon. They want to be a defensive team. And so the focus should be on improving that defense, improving the things that they're weak on defensively and becoming that team, becoming that identity. They're getting there. They're getting there. I, I have been really impressed with the defense. I thought the defense was fantastic against Boston. Um, and I don't think there's any reason to believe the Magic can't figure some, some stuff out on the defensive end. We will talk about the Magic City Edition jerseys. Yes, we're going to talk about them. Uh, I have not, I've kind of neglected them all week. I'll give you my thoughts on what I think about the Magic City Edition jerseys coming up here in just a moment. But first... Today's pod by our pals at McDonald's. Proud community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. A place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's a place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs. Look, McDonald's, it's always been there. Um, as a kid, you lined up to get a Happy Meal. I remember back in the day, the Magic had the Mac attack. Whenever they scored 110 points after a home game, you brought your ticket to a McDonald's. You got a free Big Mac. It was always a place to celebrate, always a place to find joy. And that's what makes McDonald's such a special place. Um, it doesn't matter what time of day it is sometimes. Sometimes you need a late night snack and McDonald's is the only place open doesn't matter what you're craving, whether it's a hamburger, whether it's breakfast, love those hotcakes, love those hash browns, um, or whether it's just a snack in the middle of the day. McDonald's is the place to recharge and reconnect. 
So head to your local McDonald's to do just that. Remember, McDonald's, I'm loving it. Today's podcast also brought to you by Calm. Do you want to know what makes LeBron James King James? Sleep. That's right. Sleep is his superpower. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, is teamed up with LeBron James to help you activate the power of sleep. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, but you don't have to be a world champion to learn how to train it. Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, reduce your stress, and perform at your best, just like King James. For LeBron, sleep is a critical part of his mental fitness routine, and we all know how much he spends on that. As he says, quote, getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mind. From the sound of rain falling on leaves to bedtime sleep stories, Calm puts me to sleep within minutes, which means I wake up ready for any challenge, unquote. So if you head to calm.com slash locked on NBA for a limited time, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium subscription. With Calm, you have access to the nature scenes LeBron loves, like rain on leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditation, so you can be ready for any challenge that life throws your way. Again, for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm and get a 40% discount on a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash LockedOnNBA. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's calm.com slash LockedOnNBA. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter what part. Whether your first listen when you get up in the morning, uh, in the middle of the in the middle of the day for lunch, workout, whatever, on the way to the Magic game, whenever. We truly thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your daily routine. We're free and available on all platforms. If you didn't know, plus now streaming on YouTube. Earlier this week. The Orlando Magic made a bit of a splash, releasing their City Edition jerseys, the third edition of the orange jerseys, the mixtape version, as teams around the league are kind of mashing together previous uh, edition, previous versions of their jerseys uh, to display uh, for the teams for the year for the league's uh, league's seventy fifth anniversary season. Um, I have been intrigued by this orange experiment. I don't dislike it. Um, I I don't think that it has been a bad idea by the Orlando Magic. Uh, According to Magic President, Magic CEO Alex Martins, they've been incredible sellers, even the original anthracite. Um, I I thought that it was a good, it's been a good experiment. I I think that's exactly what these city editions should be for. And at the end of the day, these city edition jerseys are about moving merchandise. So if they're selling, they're working. I thought last year's jersey was fantastic, putting the old old word mark on the on the pinstripes uh, in orange, I thought was a good look. And I think this year's is a good look too. Um, I've seen a lot of people kind of rank the Magic City Edition jersey pretty low. Um, you know, a lot of them complaining about the orange. But at the end of the day, like, these jerseys are not for the general masses. The, these jerseys are City Edition jerseys. They're meant to be important to the city itself. And, and what I think has been really interesting, fascinating to watch is that, yes, even though it's a color scheme change, even though it's – you know, the magic, you know, even the space jerseys have felt this way. It's truly unique to the city. And I love what the magic did with these jerseys, making, you know, putting the original word mark, the original magic logo on the jersey, um, you know, in, in full 
It's it's still a, the new pinstripe jersey, not the old pinstripe jersey, which is fine. Um, and the streaking ball, the streaking ball, the secondary logo down the side of the pants. I love that. I love that little bit of flair, and I think that that's the kind of flair that this this Magic jersey is missing a little bit. It just feels so. Honestly, I feel like I, I don't dislike the current Magic uniform set. I feel it's very robotic and very kind of like future techno, you know, something. I don't know. Feels very corporate. Feels very state. It doesn't feel like it has much personality, which has been, I think, a an issue with the Magic's jerseys for for a little while now. It doesn't doesn't seem like it has much personality. It doesn't pop off as much. Um, probably since the the two thousands Tracy McGrady version. Um, before they switched in two thousand four, uh, or for the two thousand four season. Um, I really like these jerseys. I love the detail that the pinstripes are not pinstripes. They are actually why not us? Why not now? Which, as Magic fans know, is a is the big rallying cry from the nineteen ninety five season. I think that this these jerseys are very much paying good homage to the original jerseys, the original look that that Magic fans absolutely love and never wanted to leave in the first place, want back in every way possible, um, and a good integration of kind of this new you know, trend that the Magic are going with, with the orange jerseys. Um, I do agree with people who are critical that the Magic are not changing courts, that they're going to stick with the ORL, orange, and anthracite court. Um, I would note, though, that courts are expensive. Um, when the Magic bought a new court, they are going to use it as fully as they can. I think courts last four to five years before they have to be replaced. Um, and so, uh, and so, you know, we're probably coming up near the end of the use of that orange court. It's, it's probably nearing, nearing the end of its life. And that's kind of the last point that we probably need to make. Um, while there's been a lot of criticism about this jersey in particular, and, and I think specifically the color scheme, I think it fits what the Magic have tried to do with their City Edition jerseys. I don't mind that they're trying to still stick with the orange thing. But I will admit, it's probably time for the experiment to end. It's probably time to be done with the orange jerseys and, and return to the traditional blue. These jerseys especially would look amazing blue. These jerseys would look amazing in blue and black. As many people have mocked up since they were released, they look great in the traditional Magic colors. And at the end of the day, it's supposed to be a, a remix of the Magic's history. And as much as the orange is a good experiment, as much as the orange is a moneymaker, as much as the orange is something different, something unique, which I don't mind. I don't mind trying something unique. I don't mind trying something a little bit different. It's supposed to be. Nike is so good at this stuff. And when something doesn't work, they discard it. Like the space jerseys grew on me a little bit, but yeah, that, that was not the best thing. Um, they were obviously committed to it for two years. Um, and then they went to this orange idea. And the orange idea has been largely successful. I think a lot more successful than people thought it would be. But these jerseys in blue would be fantastic. Last year's jersey in blue would have been fantastic. But these jerseys specifically are screaming to be in the Magic's traditional colors. I can't tell you how, I, I honestly, people love the pinstripes so much. They love everything about the original logo, the, the original jersey design, the original color scheme. They want that back. Seriously. They want that back. Anything with the original logo immediately sells. When the Magic's coaching staff wore the quarter zips with the original secondary logo, that the big blue ball, everyone, honestly, like I was watching that game on TV Everyone was like, where can I get one of these? Where can I get these, these quarter zips? Someone asked me, like, how, like, where can I get this? I was like, I don't know, but I will pay 35 of my dollars to get one. Like, I want one. Anything with the original logo sells. Um, this team has a lot of nostalgia for that. Um, and I think that 
I think that the Magic are, miss, are not necessarily missing an opportunity, but should seize that opportunity. Look, we've seen a lot of teams, the Miami Heat especially, do different variations of the same jersey. It's, it's, it's an easy cop-out. It's hard to design a new jersey every year. So I'd like to see, you know, if these jerseys look good and they, and they sell and they're popular, make next year's jersey a blue one. Make the year after a black one. Use the different color scheme that the Magic have and milk this jersey for as much as you can because it is a good-looking jersey. I really do like it. Maybe the mismatch of the, the modern numbers with the old font is a little bit off-putting. Um, the original number font was amazing. Um, but these are good-looking jerseys. I think they do represent the city of Orlando well. They do represent kind of the new and the old really, really well. And I think fans are going to take to them when they make their debut here at the end of the month. Uh, we will talk about the Magic's upcoming game against the San Antonio Spurs as the Magic's homestand continues. Coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at... I love Thanksgiving, all the good food and treats, plenty of them, but you know, maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar. Um, we, 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 I have a cousin who notoriously like kind of lanky, a little bit underweight. We, we have fudge eating contests. It's, it's, it's not a pretty thing. So this is the perfect time for built bars. Built bar is the new holiday dessert. So you can feast on something delicious and feel good about it. It's very, very rare at Thanksgiving. One slice of pie is upwards of 300 calories. That's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein to boot. So replace that coconut cream pie with a coconut Built Bar. Or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of raspberry pie. There's lots of good flavors to replace any pie, and, and, and they, they taste just as good as pie for the most part. Maybe with a little bit of whipped cream. Low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, high-protein, and covered in 100% real chocolate. Built is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a built bar or two. Share some of your family gatherings will make things less awkward. And new, there's new surprises all month long with limited time flavors arriving at built.com regularly. So check the site often. There's nothing like a built bar Black Friday. So mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order again. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Orlando Magic continue their homestand, the second of five games at the Amway Center. Good to be home. The Orlando Magic will take on the San Antonio Spurs, a rematch of the opening night game. And what we saw in that opening night game was two teams still kind of finding their way. And the Spurs were a little bit ahead of the Magic at that time. Um, the Magic starters played really, really well. They were in the game until, until the third quarter when the Spurs put a big run from the middle of the third quarter to the beginning of the fourth that put the game away and just kind of buried the magic, but they were very much in that game. And I don't think that we should completely discredit or discount the magic in that one. The way San Antonio likes to play, they like to force a lot of turnovers. They want to get out and transition off your turnovers, off your mistakes, and they want to use their length defensively 
to bother you. They switch a lot, which was obviously a huge issue against the Celtics on Wednesday, um, but they're not nearly as precise as the Celtics were or Celtics have become since they did it again to Miami last night. Orlando is going to have to be really strong with their execution and strong with the ball. If they turn the ball over, they're going to lose this game. Um, Yaka Pertle being out, he's in health and safety protocols, is going to is going to help the Magic a little bit, make it a little bit easier to rebound, but it might also mean San Antonio plays a lot smaller, which could hurt Orlando as well since the Magic tend to play bigger with both Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba. Um, this is a good gu- kind of gut check game, to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, we've obviously, this is the first time the Magic could play, or this will be the second time the Magic could play an opponent twice, but there's a little bit of distance between now and the start of the season. So it's going to be a good kind of checkpoint to see like, okay, how far are the Magic along? How how much better have they gotten since opening night? And, and I think they've gotten a lot better. Um, obviously, they need wins. Um, you know, I, I think this is a critical homestand. This is a critical game in that homestand because the, the remaining three games are very, very tough that are coming up. Utah, Brooklyn, Washington. Not easy games to play. Not easy opponents to play, even if even if Donovan Mitchell is still struggling with an ankle injury. Um, and the, the Jazz will be coming on the second night of a back-to-back as well. Um, Orlando's got to be strong with the ball. They got to protect the ball. They got to rebound. Do all the things that we always talk about this team needing to do. Um, they got to find their own transition opportunities, um, but they got to limit transition opportunities on the other end. And if they do that, they certainly have a very, very good chance of winning this game. Um, I do think that the Magic um, are in a position here where they can get a win. San Antonio is, is a struggling team, just like Orlando. They only have two wins as well. They're coming off a good performance against Dallas, but one where they could not finish late. Um, if Orlando can get their shooting going again, if they can break that defense down, they have a very, very good chance of winning. Tip-off at the Amway Center, scheduled for 7 p.m. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast uh, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them. Listen to all our podcasts, your podcasting listening device. You can also find us on YouTube, streaming all of our episodes, or most of them. I, I skipped one this week. Streaming most of our episodes on YouTube. Follow us there at Locked On Magic. I'd like to be over 200 subscribers by the end of this homestand. So we got a week to get about 20 subscribers. So tell your friends Locked On Magic is on YouTube. Um, we do thank everyone. We're going to do some more interactive shows. I do. I am starting to record in the morning. So you can, uh, if you if you subscribe, you'll get notifications when I'm going live. You can watch the show live. You can interact with the show. I will answer questions if you put them in the chat. Um, and But we'll do some more live shows as well. Um, in the coming weeks too. So 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 definitely stay tuned to the, definitely subscribe to the YouTube channel to get some YouTube exclusive content that uh, we can do because it's YouTube. Um, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. We'll have updates throughout the course of the game. Thank you again for making Locked on Magic part of your day every day. On our next episode, on Monday's episode, we'll talk about the weekend games. We'll talk about the game against the Spurs, the game against the Jazz, and a whole lot more. Now go make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free and available on all platforms. Again, that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.